1: Hello, and welcome to Dr. J's Path to Success podcast. Dr. James Fetish is a successful practice owner, best-selling author, and speaker. Listen in as he shares his secrets to a successful business and a successful life. So now, here's Dr. J.
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the podcast. This episode is called Do You Have What It Takes? Do You Have What It Takes? So a little bit interesting side story. And as you guys know, a lot of these podcast episodes kind of come from what's going on in my life, my practice, my business, etc. And I'm able to uh, give you some of that advice or life lessons through you know what I've done right or done wrong. Um, so, so just recently, we had an interesting event and uh, wanted to talk to you a little bit about it today. So in the healthcare space and chiropractic businesses, you know a lot of offices are open six days a week and on Saturdays. And not just chiropractic; it's most of healthcare offices nowadays. It's you know different market people expect it, and especially it might be different in different places. But most of the country, most chiropractic and uh, you know even internal medicine, your primary care that you get your you know, yearly checkup and your antibiotics and stuff, right? they're open on Saturdays most of the time as well. Um, it's just people are busy, etc. So it's just, you know, kind of the way it is now. We're open, a lot of offices are open six days a week. So when I first started practice, I did the kind of normal practice hours everybody does, uh, nine to 12, three to seven, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Tuesday, Thursday, short days, and then Saturdays, nine to 12 kind of deal. Um, but actually before I did that, the first two years, I actually opened those same hours, except not Saturdays, because Saturdays and Sundays, I worked in another clinic. So I actually worked in another clinic, uh, did, did like a, a half day each Saturday and Sunday day there, nine to one kind of days, and then did my practice nine to seven the other days with that long split lunch. So I did that for about two years. I worked for somebody else on the weekends to help get the practice up and running. I started my practice from zero scratch, not one patient. There wasn't an office there before. I mean, re- literally from nothing in a town I didn't really know anybody and uh, really built it from complete scratch. But I had the thing up and running, pay it for itself before that, but I kept doing the weekends. It, you know, it was a good job. I learned a lot doing it. And whenever I needed some information and you know we started a clinic, I started right out of school, didn't know anything about anything really. Uh, was not probably the brightest thing and I wouldn't recommend a coaching client to do the same now. But uh you know when I needed to do, you know, what's a reevaluation for him? What's this Medicare code? What's this? Like I had access to all that on the weekend. So I remember my parents say, Why are you still doing this? Like you're able to pay the bills and make a couple bucks and and, and that was why I could still learn and I like doing it and it was good to be busy too. You know, in my clinic, you know, a year or two in I'm seeing fifty patients a week and on the weekend I was seeing forty on a Saturday and 20, 30 on a Sunday, I'm seeing seventy in a weekend and uh you know eight hours of work. Whereas I'm seeing that like all week. I mean, there are literally weeks like that where I was seeing as many on a weekend and, you know, six to eight hours of work as I was seeing all week in a full week at the practice. So, uh, you know, it was good to get busier. It was good to gain more knowledge. I had a great mentor over there. So it all worked out really well. But that was a side point. For about two years I did that, I worked seven days a week. And uh, then I did my own clinic on Saturdays, we opened up. So we didn't do that the first couple years, so I was working, and then we did Saturdays now. For the next 10 plus years, we did Saturdays. So the, for, I don't even know how many years after that, six years maybe, I did every Saturday myself. And we were open every Saturday, nine to 12. They're never a super busy day for us, but you know, I just did it, I, everybody else did it. People say they can't get in, even though to seven, so we did Saturdays, even though it was never a big day. You know some areas it is a big day of the clinic, so we're gonna get into that in just a second. Um, so I did that for many years. It was probably about 10 years in. I did I didn't I I worked every single Saturday. a Saturday off for 10 years straight between the first two years, Saturday and Sunday another clinic and every Saturday, my clinic. Um, and then I got to the point where I had associates or maybe it was a little bit less than 10 years in, eight, nine years in, something like that. We started with associates doing Saturdays. And uh, I did every other Saturday with associates for a while. And then eventually I had an associate do every Saturday and I didn't do them except to the fill in, which when you have associates, ends up being every three or four weeks anyways. Uh, I did that for a long time. So there were Saturdays at my clinic for 12, 13 years probably, um, and then I hired somebody, I was looking for somebody new, and basically they're working uh, 12 to 7 through the week, longer shifts and not doing Saturdays, and was a little bit older, wasn't interested in doing Saturdays, and it kind of got my head thinking and turning a little bit, so um, you know, I did the same thing everybody else does, you close that two, three hour lunch break, shuts down, the phones go to answering, eventually I, you know, got, at that point I was big enough, we had somebody just to stay and answer the phones and take turns, but you know, we shut down for that two, three hour window where nobody's getting treated, people walked in, they showed up. I've been kind of laid back with appointments for a long time. You know, we, we encourage appointments, et cetera, and we do, we won't get into this all in a podcast, but, you know, we did let some walk-ins by, or people would show up. So every day, a couple people would show up at lunch. It was every day. They'd show up, hey, can I get a treatment? Can I get in the next half hour? And we would say, oh, sorry, you know, we're, we're close to three, and it would be 1230, right? So they, we'd lose those visits. So anyways, this person came to me and liked them for the job. I said, you know, let's try it. You know, we're only seeing at that point, you know, I don't know where you're doing, 150, 200 a week. But even with them doing 200 a week, we we're only, only 13 or something on a Saturday. And especially when we went down to associates doing Saturdays versus me, you know, 12, 13 patients. And uh, you know we were seeing 40, 50 on a Friday, and now we see 90, 100. Um, you know, it's just not wasn't really a super productive day. So, anyways, this person came to me, and I liked him for the job. What we uh, tried out said, you know what? If we're only seeing 15 on a Saturday, we get two or three people every single day popping in here at lunch while nobody's here. Let's uh, you know stay through lunch and see if we pick enough enough people. You know, if we can't pick up three every lunch shift, that's 15. That's equaling my Saturdays. And I said, let's try it out and uh, so we did it and it worked out well and actually we picked up much more than than we lost on a saturdays immediately picked up a bunch and picked up new patients that came in at lunch other offices are closed it was it was a good move so we just went to nine to seven straight through and staggered the shifts that was when i just had one associate uh years ago and then since we now have two and going on three uh, but um, so, anyway, so that worked out well. And we just didn't go back to Saturdays. And we hired right before the summer. And the summer Saturdays are really slow and on the part of northern New Jersey where a lot of people have beach houses and they'll just be gone for the weekends out at the shore, we call it in New Jersey, uh, down on the beach, down the shore on the weekends. So they were never as busy in the summer. So, you know, the numbers picked up. We had a good summer and I just never went back to it. Now that's two, three years down the road where we haven't done it. Now we have multiple associates and we just still never brought the Saturdays back. They were never as productive today. I mean, last time we are doing Saturdays or we 15, maybe 20 on a busy day. Like I said, a, busy, a good Friday is 100. 90, 100. Um, so, you know, it just didn't make a lot of sense to do that. But, um, you know, it, it's not off the table. I wouldn't say I wouldn't do it again if, if it came up. Right now, we're not doing it. But anyway, so this is part of the story. Hopefully, you'll get something out of that. If you're a practice owner, I think, you know, learn, listen to that. Think about your hours a little bit differently. This is not what we're talking about the podcast, it's just a little background for what we're going to get to. Um, but uh, think a little bit differently you know I, i'd always thought we did Saturdays, and honestly, they were never a big day in my market it 's a little bit different you know, it 's a lot of uh, most people would marry with kids and they were just doing soccer they 're doing basketball they 're doing sports and it just was never a big big day for us and i probably didn 't need to do it as much as I did um, but you know there 's more to that we can do like three hours on this you know picking up new patients on Saturday is a whole other thing to think about but um, but anyway, so anyway, the point of the story was that we did Saturdays. I did them personally every Saturday for ten years. I did Saturdays and Sundays for two. I did Saturdays for ten years straight. I did, and I did every shift myself. Um, but anyway, so we end up having to having a uh, we don't do any Saturdays having it in a couple of years. We don't do too many events on Saturdays. We do a patient appreciation day twice a year on Saturdays and maybe an event or two. So if there's three, four Saturdays that we need staff in a year, it's, you know, it's it's a lot. That's about what we've done the last couple years. Um, so we have patient appreciation day this Saturday coming up. It's a pretty cool event. We have Dwight Duckun coming down, which is pretty cool. And I think it'll be a big day. But it happened to be last Sunday is our town's like street fair. So it's a big, big street fair. They'll get 10,000 people down there. Uh, which is a lot. It's a small town. We haven't done it in a bunch of years. It's been either like bad weather or something. And I'm really, really, really select for those events. So the first 10 years, I did every one of them. Um, so we're just going to kind of get to our point of what does it take? Or do you have what it takes in a minute? But you know, I did every single one of these street fairs, health fairs, vendor fairs. I mean, every single day I would do them every weekend. I did one of these. So, um, yeah, you know, we're gonna to get to that in just a second, but we don't. We're very selective, but this is one of the one or two that are worth doing, and we did it. So I had to be on a Sunday and then appreciated on a Saturday. So there's seven days straight of work to do, and we had some complaints about that. And I happened to talk to a coach mentor of mine about it, and and, and one of his first comments was, uh, you know, everybody I know that's successful works seven days a week, does something seven days a week, right? And this is, you know, this proves my point that successful people are willing, able to are. Willing to do what unsuccessful people are not, and I are not here to knock anybody or anything. But you know, people see me now. You know, I leave early. I'm done at six. A couple days a week, two or three. The other two days a week, I don't do weekend hours per se. And and might think that I don't work that hard. But the fact of the matter is, a hey, I work seven days a week for two years. I did six days a week for another eight. Uh, now I'm 14, 15 years into it. And, uh, and even though it might not seem that I work that much, some of my staff might say, hey, he leaves at 2 o'clock on Fridays and he thinks I'm just you know, drinking beer on my boat all afternoon. And once in a while I do do that, let's be honest. But um, a lot of times I'm doing other stuff. You know, My wife will tell you I get a lot of work done on the weekends. It's not seeing patients doing work. But you know, on the weekends, you know, my work ethic doesn't change. I'm up at 5 just like I'm up on a weekday. And I'm working, reading, studying, marketing, writing emails. This past Saturday I wrote an email marketing email for like an hour on Saturday morning before anybody gets up. So my wife gets up at 6.30, kids are up at 7. I'm up at 5. I might do two hours of work before anybody's up in the morning, right? So I'm doing that. And then typically on a weekend too, you know, if there's uh, little kids and they still kind of nap, they're real little, the baby's five months old and three and a half. So they're both napping typically, hopefully if things go well in the afternoon, there's like two hours where they're both napping. So, uh, you know, my wife might work out, do something, but you know, most of those weekend days I go into my home office and I'm working for two hours. So you know, on a weekend day, I'll probably do hour and a half, two hours of stuff in the morning, 5.30 to 6.37. So, say an hour and a half there where I'm doing work related stuff, marketing stuff, et cetera. And if it goes well with the kids, I'll do two hours in the afternoon while they're both napping. So, it might be three hours doing work on a weekend. So, I might not be in the office nine to 12, but I'm writing emails. I'm doing podcast stuff. I'm doing this kind of stuff. I'm doing different stuff. And uh, that was this mentor's point is, you know, everybody I know does stuff seven days a week. And you might not be in the clinic. I'm not seeing patients on a Sunday, but, you know, I'm reading marketing. I'm writing an email. I'm, you know, planning this week's podcast. I'm planning the week on paper, doing all that kind of stuff. Um, so, anyway, so gets to the point of this podcast. Do you really have what it takes? So when you have people kind of complaining about doing seven days in a row, are you willing to do that for a couple of years? Would you do seven days a week for a couple of years? You know that's what it takes. People don't realize that you know they see the end result of what you got to put into it in the beginning. And some people just aren't willing to put that in. And and we had this conversation at the office, you know, with one of the docs, and you know, they're not okay with it's not in their cards to do that. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But I just want you to think about this. Like this is what it takes. I was just read another study about millionaires, and they said the average millionaire spends ten years like solely focused on their one craft to be a millionaire. And that's 10 years working on the practice, working on Mark, whatever they're doing. And it takes an average of 10 years to get to millionaire status, um, which is pretty interesting, too. So that's another thing with practice. You know, A lot of other practice management companies and coaches will teach you, you know, we'll see 300 a week, your first six months of practice. And, you know, that's not going to really happen for most people. And, of course, it does lightning strikes the bottle every now and then. But mostly it takes years and years of dedication and hard work. So I want you to think about that. A lot of people want the success. They don't want to put the work in. Do you want to get up at 5 in the morning and read marketing for an hour? Do you work for another half hour and then do exercise and then go to work? That, will you do that? that we work weekends every weekend yeah you know, every like i said my friend said everybody i know that social works weekends whether it's chiropractors or not you might not be seeing patients but you might need to work you need to read marketing for an hour and a half you know i, I talked about i have an episode about morning routines getting up at five five thirty and you know, studying marketing, reading, that kind of stuff. I mean, that doesn't stop on the weekends. I don't sleep till 7.30 on Saturdays. I'm still up at 5 and reading my marketing stuff for an hour and a half, writing a marketing email. Just, that's what I did last Saturday. I read about uh, marketing email, read some stuff of marketing and email stuff for hour in the morning and then uh, spent family time. Then when they were both in after the afternoon, I sat down for an hour and a half or, and wrote a marketing email um, so you know I spent two hours three hours doing that on a Saturday marketing that email so that's what it takes and, and uh, people don't may not realize that you don't always see that too that's only of my staff you know the people that know me well know that and that's one of the person's been in their years she's like knows that even though I leave on two she's like yeah you're doing all so she knows me so many years she knows that I do this other stuff yeah I might not be in the office on Friday afternoon but I'm probably more doing some stuff and there might be stuff like I said I'm doing weekends now it's nicer to my point that I can work around my schedule like I said the kids are both napping for two hours okay I can bang out a marketing email in those two hours it's nice they don't have to to do it, you know, in the morning, like, you know, if you have little kids at nine to 12, is kind of their like peak time in the morning, right? That's when they can do the most stuff. They're fun. They got their energy. They don't need a nap They, You know, that's a good time to be with your kids, especially on a weekend. So it's nice. I'm not at the office those times on a Saturday morning and I can do the stuff around my schedule. And those days they're not napping or we want to go somewhere and do something. Obviously you don't have to write that marketing email Saturday afternoon, but more, more days than not, I am. So anyways, I wanted to get you thinking that, you know, this is the kind of stuff that it takes, you know, I, like I said, I did seven days a week for two years. I did six days a week for eight, nine years. Uh, we did that stuff. And, you know, we, I, in addition to that, I mean, I can't even tell you, we're talking about this street fair. Like, you know, we don't do maybe one or two of these a year. Uh, we just don't have to, and, and we don't do that stuff too much anymore. Uh, but once in a while we will do them, you know, I said, there's one or two really good ones we'll do. And, uh, but I did all of these for years. Like I just, one of the ways I built the practice, like I didn't say no to any event for years. Like a lot of Saturdays I would see patients nine to 12, 9 to one, and there would be an event and we'd go do it in the afternoon for a couple hours and I'd come home later. Like I did that tons of times. Like I didn't say no to anything. I would do these five Ks with 25 people doing stretching taping screening whatever I could do but I just did something you know when you have no practice no patience like you got to get out there hustle do stuff you know I did stuff every weekend like there wasn't a weekend I didn't do stuff my wife even when we first started dating I was still doing that stuff and I'd be gone you know most of the day on the weekends I'd be doing you know working in the morning I'd be done 12 1 o'clock one o'clock with patients, I'd do a, a health fair screening, do something after that every day. You know, most Sunday mornings, I was doing a lot of 5Ks. I would go down to any 5K that would let me come, set up a table, do stretching, tape ankles, do screenings, whatever we could do. Get your name out there. And A lot of that stuff was unproductive, and I wouldn't coach you to do some of that stuff, but it's just movement. It's doing stuff, too. I got a young guy contacting me just starting practice out of nowhere and it's trying to like kind of build it all Facebook live videos and stuff and while that's a good strategy, I do Facebook live, I teach Facebook live, but you're brand new in practice, you just got to get out there and meet people, you got to get out there, get out you know, knock on doors, you know, the oldest ways don't go out and do a survey, knock door to door hey, you know, can I take a survey, do you go to the chiropractor, have you heard about this office, get out there and meet people, you know, go sit out there and, and get out there and I did that for years and years I was at every, like I said, every event I did most of them were crummy, you know, nine out of ten of them were terrible and I wouldn't even get patients out of it, but. You just got to move maybe out there doing stuff. But, anyways, I wanted you to think, do you really have what it takes? You know, if you want to say, oh, you got a couple million dollar practice, yeah, I do. But, you know, I did seven days a week for two years, six days a week for eight, nine years. I did, you know, events on top of that every single weekend. You know, that's what it takes. And, and I like that 10 year. You know, I don't know how well that's uh, studied or backed up, but, you know, so it takes 10 years practicing one craft. That was the emphasis of this book and study that. Is 10 years doing one thing. You know, 10 years working on a chiropractic practice, 10 years at a physical therapy practice. A lot of people, you know, you, you probably all know these multi-level people, you know, they're in one vitamin for a year, next thing for two years. And actually this book goes on talking about that. That's why one of the reasons most people aren't successful at stuff. And there's a lot of other reasons too, but is they don't stick with it. You know, they do this for two years, then they're on the next one. I mean, you guys all got that friend, right? They're all on Facebook, a lot of chiropractors like that. You know, they're into this multi-level for two years, and then that's this year, and the next year they're up by this one, right? It's non-stop. Um, so, you know, really focus. Do you have what it takes? You got to put in the extra effort. In the beginning, you got to put in the extra effort. One well, of my favorite entrepreneur quotes is, you know, entrepreneurship is living a few years like most people won't, so you can live the rest of your life like most people can't. And I think that's a great example of my life. You know, I put in the 10 years, and I'm still putting in the time, but you know, I do the 10 years of extra hustle, extra hard work. I don't even know how many hours I work for ten years, ninety hours a week or something, you know, between everything I was doing, and now I still work a decent amount, you know. I'm not, uh, you know, I have people that that um, you know are much less successful, working a lot less hours in their practice. And I can cut back and work less, but we're still growing. I'm still busy, and I got the coaching business, and I love doing what I'm doing, and I still have plenty of time for the family. But George, you think you got to put in that extra effort? you really have what it takes to put in that extra effort? You got to put it in. It's ten years of concentrated effort to make success at anything, and it's putting in the extra effort. It's working seven days a week. It's putting in the extra hours, doing that uh, that you might have to do to really become successful. If you want to do that that's fine. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that, right? There's you know, you want to have a, a stable steady practice or does X numbers, you know, so much and you can live on that. That's fine. Absolutely. You know, but when you look at a successful guy like me or somebody else doing well, You know, do you have the the extra drive to put in that overdrive to put in that extra effort to get to that extra level? Maybe you do, maybe you don't. There's nothing wrong either way. But I just the point of this episode is kinda tell you what it takes and and think about that. You know, do you have what it takes? At this point in your life, maybe you don't want to do that. Maybe you got a young family, kids, this isn't the time to work six, seven days a week. Or or maybe it isn't. You know, I was really blessed. The one thing, you know, I was kinda backwards the way I started out, but the nice thing I was young, right out of school, I didn't wait, I started my practice right away. You know, nowadays you really can't do that, which is a whole other episode we'll have to do, but you know, I I was kinda stupid in a lot of ways I was doing things. But the good thing, you know, I had no family. I wasn't, you know, engaged or anything like that. And I just worked, right, for a couple of years. And, and met my wife, you know, four or five years into practice. Um, so it was nice. I got those years of really hustling down. But, she, you know, she could tell you, I did six days a week for while we were together. And a lot of stuff on Sundays. And you know, a lot of times I'd get up early and go do a 5K for a couple hours and come back home. And we'd do, hang out in the afternoon. So... You know, you gotta, you gotta realize it takes action to be successful. You gotta work hard. You gotta put in the extra time, extra effort. it it's more than, it's not a 40 hour deal. You know, if you want a multi-million hour practice, it's not 40 hours a week to build a million dollar practice. I'll tell you right now, you know, it's, it's putting in the extra effort, extra time. And uh, just keeping things moving. So hopefully this helps you out. It's a little bit different episode. But, you know, you really got to put in the extra effort and really go above and beyond to get to that success. And it takes a little bit more to be successful. And you got to th- just think about that. That's all I want you to do is think about it for this episode. You know, that extra gear, do you have it? Maybe you don't have it right now either. and That's okay. We had a patient the other day just talking about, you know, he ended up doing really well successful. And he basically kind of said he put everything in overdrive with his business after his kids got out of college, right? So, like, it's a different way to think about it. Like, maybe you had kids younger whatever you got kids you're busy you're coaching and all that stuff that's fine there's nothing wrong with that that's really great you know i, I have time for all that so he just said you know he put it in an overdrive the kids went to college you're 55 60 years old kids go off to college and you got some years to really you know maybe that's the time you want to work seven days a week you know you take care of yourself you got good energy that's what this guy told me you know that's when he really hustled and poured it on and he almost kind of said he ended up retiring doing really well with a good chunk of money he goes to shows and broadway and all this kind of stuff has some money but you kind of almost told me like he saved no money everything went to the kids and family so he went off to college he's 55 he kids a little younger, maybe something like that, and just hustled for 10 years and put away a bunch of money and retired and just living a good life. So maybe, you know, that's your time to go into overdrive. So I think things a little bit differently, but you got to put in that extra effort and uh, go the extra mile. So hopefully this helps you out and have a super duper day. Also check out the website, drjamesfetich.com. We're going get a free audiobook download. It's Top 10 Ways to Get New Patients. Uh, this is out of our members only vault. We have hundreds of hours of videos and audios in our members section. If you're interested, check out the website to apply. But we have a free download right now, Top 10 Ways to Get New Patients in 2018 and 19 that we did for our member section. It's out of the members vault. You can get it for free right now. Just name and email, no tricks, no games, no gimmicks. Put it on our website. We're giving that away for free right now. It's going to come down pretty soon. There's hundreds of hours of audios and videos in our member section. Again, become a member at pretty low cost. Check out our website, Dr. James Fetich, and apply for membership today as well. Hopefully this helps you out and have a great day.
1: Thanks for listening to Dr. Jay's Path to Success podcast. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review. For information, please visit drjamesfetish.com. Dr. James R. Fetish, Clinic Director at Village Family Clinic. His book, Secrets of a Million Dollar Clinic, is available on Amazon and online at Clinic.com or drjamesfetish.com. www.drjamesfetish.com dot com.